Thank you so much for all the, the songs, uh, Judy, Kai, and all of you. Rejoice in victory in Jesus. May the Lord bless us today. I would you, you turn with me uh, to Luke chapter 19. I'm going to use that this morning for our text, verses 1 through 10. This place in Scripture is the only recording of this event. No other of the uh, writers talked about this. But we're thankful that Luke did. It's the most powerful um, event that happened in the life of a sinner who found Jesus. And I think we could all find ourselves right in the place of Zacchaeus. Would you stand please as I read these verses because this Bible is true. This may be the only truth you get to hear all week right from God's word. I'm not talking about the preacher or anyone else, but God's word is true, inerrant. Holy inspired. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. May the Lord bless his holy word. Would you please be seated? I want to talk this morning about finding Jesus. Uh, we tried to deal with a theme, what can we do? And last week we talked about one of the things we can do is face the facts. Sometimes we don't like to face the facts. But when we do, we will want to find Jesus. And when we find Jesus, we find salvation. There is no salvation without finding Jesus. And really it's not so much looking for Jesus, is it looking at Jesus or to Jesus. So here we see this account in scripture of Zacchaeus, a publican. He was considered the most sinful sinner in all of that time. Because the publicans had an opportunity to buy a place at the gate of the cities to collect taxes. And if you could buy it, then you had that authority. And the more corrupt you were at, at shivering or swindling those for higher taxes than was due, the richer you became. These publicans were duly hated by everybody around. And that's what Zacchaeus was. 
It says that he was a publican. It says that he was rich. But you know, you can be a sinner and find Jesus. Actually, you can't not find Jesus unless you are a sinner. You don't want him. You can be rich and still need Jesus. In fact, you need Jesus more when you don't think you need him at all. May the Lord bless us today to see this. I want to talk about find Jesus. That's what we can do. And God's amazing grace enables us to do that. The thing first I want to say is that there has to be a cause to our looking for Jesus. Now, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about notoriety or success. I'm talking about a desperate need to find Jesus. Doesn't matter what people think. Because when you find Jesus, it really won't matter. I mean, Zacchaeus says, I've heard of this man Jesus. I don't know all about him. He was not perfect. Don't wait until you're perfect to find Jesus. But he heard about him. He says, I want to know about Jesus. I want to know who this man is. I want you to know that he is a Savior, the one and only. And so Zacchaeus says, I got to see him. And he was a short man, the Bible says. And the Bible says that we're short as well. The Bible says that all have come short of the glory of God. That includes me and you. But that shouldn't discourage us from finding Jesus, okay? You don't have to get your life all right to find Jesus. You don't have to get everything kind of laid out for you. The problem is we try to put the cart before the horse. What we need is Jesus first. And all those things will fall in place. And there's a lot of confused people in the world today because they're not finding Jesus. That is not their motive. They want everything else right. Jesus is just an add to your cart cliche, so to speak. I'll take Jesus as for everything. What I'm talking about and what God is talking about is finding Jesus, not his blessings, not his gifts, but Jesus. Because when you find Jesus, you have found, my friends, the greatest treasure. It will be a historical, radical change in your life when you find Jesus. And you know what? It's sometimes we think we found him and we haven't. And sometimes we found him and we don't know it. So there's a cause. Now Zacchaeus had a need. He needed Jesus. He says, I'm going to climb this tree. So he climbs up a sycamore tree. And this sycamore tree is not like this white slate bark sycamores that we have. It's more like, a, I heard it described or read it about being described as a leafy fig tree. Zacchaeus climbs up in that tree. It's got a lot of limbs and big leaves. He really doesn't want Jesus to see him, I don't think. But he gets up in the tree and he thinks he's hiding from Jesus. Adam and Eve thought they were hiding from God, but God found 
Here's the greatest need we have. We need to find Jesus. We need to find Jesus because without him, we can do nothing. John 15, 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, he says, bringeth forth much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. So we need to take that to heart, knowing we need Jesus because we can't do anything without Jesus. Actually, we can't even find Jesus without Jesus. John 6, says, No man, Jesus says, cometh unto me, except the Father draw him. So it's really a matter of knowing that Jesus finds you before you find Jesus. You got it? That's how it has to be. That's what Zacchaeus thought he wanted to see Jesus. But God had given him that desire. So he gets up a tree and Jesus comes, knows him by name, knows his vocation. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. So Zacchaeus, see, is up this tree. He sees Jesus and he doesn't want Jesus to see him. But see, Jesus has already been on a tree before. He's been on the cross. And the cross is the great tree that gives us the remedy for all of our searching and all of our heart's desire to find Jesus. And what a blessing that is. What a joy that is to understand that. So we find Jesus. Not only can we not do anything without Jesus, we got to know that we can do all things with him. Philippians 4.13, the apostle Paul writes from a Roman prison. I can do all things, Paul says, through Christ which strengthens me. And did you know that you and I can too? (laughs) We can do all things God has called us to do. And we need to be mindful of that and bless God in that. But it's kind of understanding that your desire to find Jesus comes from God. Your desire to find Jesus is the greatest vocational establishment in your heart and soul, no matter what you do. Because when you find Jesus, you find yourself. And when you find yourself, you find everything else. The beautiful sun that we see in nature reveals everything else. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, really reveals everything else. And one of the things we need to understand is we need the Lord. People need the Lord today. We need the Lord desperately today. And we need God, oh God, create of me a need of you. Because when we have that need, we will desire. And sometimes God sends trials and troubles and heartbreak. Not that we would pay for our sins by that. Heavens no. Jesus has already paid it all. But what God is doing, he's getting our attention. What God is doing is creating a need 
in our lives for Jesus. C.S. Lewis said, when we have pleasure, everything's going good, God whispers. And when things are all right, and our conscience bothers us a little maybe, God talks. But when we're hurting, God shouts. And what God is telling us is to find Jesus because Jesus wants you to find him. He wants to go to your house. Now don't tell me you can find Jesus in the church and not take him home with you. If you find Jesus, you've got Jesus and you've got a friend forever, a savior, a redeemer. It's not a matter of getting good enough. It's understanding that you're bad enough. It's understanding the preciousness of the Lord of the universe that loved you before the foundation of the world, that created your hands, hands that he knew would go against him, that created your feet that he knew would run from him. So God came down and he died for us redeemed us, and he says, I want you to find me. I want you to know that I love you. And we got to get to that point that we understand that this life is not in our control. It's not. We need to understand, too, that our God is in control. And to surrender that is finding Jesus. And so what a blessing to know that. And the joy that we ought to have. You know, sometimes people really don't want to find Jesus. If you get into this word, you'll find Jesus. That's why a lot of people don't read the Bible. Lots of people, see, like the adventure. They want to look for work. They don't want a job. A lot of men want a relationship, they don't want a wife. A lot of so-called Christians go to church, but they don't want to be a member. You see, the thing is, we want all this stuff, but we don't want the responsibility that goes with it. I remember, uh, I think we're afraid of it in a sense. I went on a bear hunt with some guys one time, first time I went bear hunting, and so we went up to Canada, and three or four of us were there, you know, never been before. And so the guide took us out before daylight, somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and put us out at this place. So he later on come by picking us up. And so this one guy we got to had a fire built up over there by the tree. And the guy jumped out to the tree and says, man, what are you doing building the fire? You know the bear's not going to come around you. He said, I know it. That's exactly why I built it. And you know, there's some people that, that say that, that, you know, Jesus is this and that. But I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Jesus is not easy, but he's needed desperately. A mountain climber can get to the summit a lot quicker by a helicopter. 
They don't want that because they know what the exhilaration and the flush of adrenaline does making the climb, of pressing on. And you know what? We find Jesus so much more real in our lives when we understand that we do fail. We have missed the mark. We do suffer. It hurts. And I don't understand why some of the best people have to deal with all of that, but they do. I don't understand either why Jesus went to the cross, but he did. And so we need to see that. Zacchaeus said, I need Jesus, and I'm going to find him. And he found him. Or rather, Jesus found him. You know what? When Jesus finds you, well, let me say it like this. When you find Jesus, he's going to be right there holding on to you. When you find Jesus, he's going to be grabbing hold of your feet. When you find Jesus, he's going to be holding your hand. He's going to be standing over you. That's where you're going to find him. See, he's already there. And he says, so what a blessing it is to see that and bless God in there. I'll tell you something else about finding Jesus. You never know how precious Jesus is until you've found him and you've lost him and you find him again. In Luke 2, 45, uh, there's a verse there that Mary and Joseph, when Jesus was a lad, had taken him uh, to the event down at the temple and when they left, there was a lot of people there and they go a day's journey And they realize Jesus is not with them. You know, you can think you have Jesus with you and not. There are people that will die and go to hell that will read the Bible. They can have a Bible in their hand. There are people that sit in church pews that die and go to hell. See, finding Jesus is believing Jesus. When you believe Jesus is the Son of God, you believe Him and trust Him for your salvation. He says, if you believe within me, you shall be saved. In fact, 1 John 5, 1 says, whosoever believeth me is born of God. Man, what a blessing it is. We have nothing to complain about. When we lose him, though, they lost him. And they turned back. We said, Jesus is not here. It, the Bible says it took them three days to get back after they'd only gone one day. I'm going to tell you, you be careful how you live your life. Because if you leave Jesus, it's going to take you three times as long to get back with him as it did to leave him. Oh, it should be the most precious of our lives. And you know what it is? It's the the desire. It's the heart that matters. In Matthew 13, 42 through 44, we have the account there of of Jesus describing the kingdom of God. And he says there that, that a man is like a treasure a man finds in his field. And he goes and sells everything he has and buys the field. It's like a man that has a pearl. Finds it. And he sells everything to have it. That is talking about the kingdom of God. That is what finding Jesus is about. 
It's about understanding not how much money you can pay for him because you can't pay, but it'll cost you everything because he tells us that, so what's in your heart? What is ever in a man's heart, so there is a treasure. What is in your heart? See, what God does He will shake us, and he shakes us loose and reveals to us what our idols really are. See, when we find Jesus, we'll understand that whatever God takes from us was his in the first place. You got it? You got to understand that. What it is, the kingdom of God is this treasure. It's finding Jesus is not some sort of a, a lightning experience where, where you're going to be illuminated and you're going to have an out-of-the-body experience. You're going to be slain in the Spirit or you're going to see some great revelation. No. Finding Jesus is just confidently knowing that he is in control. That's what the kingdom of God is. A kingdom has a king. And we need to know as, as chaotic as this world is, we have a king. A king that's in control. A king that knows about the bombs in the Ukraine. A king that knows what you're doing in your home and in your heart. And a king that says, come unto me and I'll give you rest. Because when we find Jesus, we find peace and joy and comfort. You know, Earl Nightingale wrote a true story told of a true story of a, a man in Africa, a farmer there that heard about people finding diamonds, getting rich. And he got so taken by it, he sold his farm and went off on a gallivant trying to find diamonds. Well, he never found them. And according to the story, the man did have up taking his own life. But then this is what happened. Somebody that bought the farm stumbled across a glittering piece of stone in the creek bed, picked it up, took it home, and put it on the shelf. He had a visitor come by another month or two and said, man, where'd you get that? He said, well, I found the creek. There's lots of them out there. He said, do you know what that is? He said, I don't know. He said, man, that's one of the biggest diamonds I've ever seen in my life. And come to find out that become the richest diamond field in all of Africa. And yet the man that had it decided that it wasn't enough. You know, sometimes we can have Jesus, the greatest treasure, and not realize the rough and just like that diamond, it has to be cut and shaped and all that, but it's diamond. And so God is doing that. He's shaping and bringing us to that sense in our life. I believe that. To see the blessedness and the beauty and the value. You know, I believe that if you really seek Jesus with all your heart, you'll find him. And I believe, furthermore, that if we really want Jesus, we'll find him in everything. I mean, every problem, you're going to see Jesus. If you really look for Jesus... But you got to stop looking for yourself. And you got to look for Jesus. So what does it change you, you know? Zacchaeus confessed here. Here's a man that hoarded up all this, this ill-gotten gain. He was rich. 
Notice what he says. Jesus, he stands there after finds Jesus. This is what finding Jesus is about. If you haven't got to this point, you haven't found Jesus. Because when you find Jesus, you confess your sins. Thank you, Judy, for singing that song. That's finding Jesus. So what did he do? And Zacchaeus in verse 8 stood and said, Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and I have taken anything from any man by false accusation. I restore him fourfold. You see what grace does? You find Jesus, you find grace. And that changes things. Your sins have been blotted out. You can face the past, you can face the present and the future. Because you have Jesus. And if you don't find him, I mean it's scary. But listen, don't sit there and think, you know, I just still struggle with this sin. You're going to do that. If you can live one day on earth and not sin, you're in the wrong place. You need to be in heaven. Because that's the only place there will be no sin. Jesus says, I come and seek the lost, the sinners. See, we need to understand that. The the, the comfort we get, the cause is I'm a sinner. But that change comes about. A change in our principles. A change in our life. And though we still struggle, you know, Jesus not only died for our past sins, he died for our new sins. So you know what? You can be seeking Jesus and still committing sin because we're going to sin all day on earth. But you're going in the right direction. You have a compass in the woods. You have something to meter your life. What a blessing to know that we have Jesus and that we can find him. And that when we do, there's joy and there's peace. See, there's a change, there's a response. I, I read this story just this week about a lady whose husband was dying of cancer. And she was sitting there, the, the, the person that interviewed her was sitting there telling the story. And the woman was sitting there holding her husband's hand. And I mean, they had all called the family in. It was going to be a matter of hours before he died. And this woman had a joyful look on her. So much so, the person said, how do you have such joy watching your husband die? And so the woman said, my husband, just like you and I, is a sinner. But Jesus died for sinners. And says, just a few hours from now, my husband is going to be with Jesus in heaven. See, that is finding Jesus. That is understanding that that God's grace makes us overcomers. But we need to understand if it takes climbing a tree or digging a hole, we need to find Jesus. There was a woman in Matthew 9 that said, i got to get to Jesus. She had an issue of blood, the Bible says. And she says, he doesn't know me. Or she's thinking that. He doesn't really care, but if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. See, she comes to Jesus, and she gets to that garment. There's a lot of crowd, too, just like Zacchaeus. Don't let the world prevent you from finding Jesus, okay? 
I read a story, a book Jennifer gave me, Nabal Koresha. He was uh, involved in the Islam religion. And the book is entitled, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. And he tells in that story of how God had revealed the truth of the Christ and the, and the um, falsehood of Mohammed. And here's a man that was raised in a devout Islamic home. And all the right morals, I'm sure. But the key that I, I got out of that book was, he said he was prostrate before God. He said, God, do not do this for, to me. Because he says, it's going to break my mother's heart for him to follow Jesus. It's going to do with me, with my father, that I won't even be a son. Oh God, if there's some other way. And he was laboring with that, struggling with that. See, if you're going to find Jesus, you're going to have to be willing to break off some relationships and situations in your life that are preventing you from being everything you would need to be for Jesus. You know what they are in your heart as I speak. But God will give you grace. The question is, do you want to find Jesus? Do you want the responsibility of keeping your life spotless in this world, knowing that you need His grace to do it? Do you hate sin that much? Do you love Jesus enough to find Him? Or do you want... You want something else more than Jesus. That will come out in the wash. It really will. But anyway, in that book, he said he'd come over, he struggled one night, he didn't sleep a wink. He said, I cried and said, then I felt this peace. And he said this, it's almost like God said to me, it's not about you, it's about me. That's what finding Jesus is about. It's not about finding Jesus so you can stand in some church or some church camp or some place and give a testimony and people will gloat over what you've done and how God, what he's done. No, no. Finding Jesus is going into your house. Zacchaeus goes private because when you find Jesus, God is talking to you. All I want to say, somewhere today, you get by yourself and you really think about who prompted you to know you were a sinner? Who gave you that grace of design to know Jesus? I want you to know what God has done for you, that he has saved you. And you stay at that place, wherever it is, until you have a resolve to know that Jesus, I trust you. Because finding Jesus is trusting him, surrendering to him, having confidence in everything he does and says. You know, Zacchaeus had a lot of joy, but he never was the same man. I pray the Lord will help us to understand the need to find Jesus. That he finds us. You know, he tells us in Romans 10, 20 and Isaiah 65, 1, God says there, I was found of them that sought me not. 
That's grace. That's irresistible grace in our lives. I pray the Lord would help us to understand what a treasure we have in Jesus. Oh, how precious He is. The greatest treasure that we can have. And whatever it means, may we be willing to part from it all to find Him and bless Him. May the Lord bless you today to uh, find Jesus, find that He's found you, but also to share that. You know when that woman in Samaria found Jesus? She went and tell, told everybody else that she lived with. <laughs> you know, if you have a great treasure, you need to tell them. That's what the gospel is about. I pray the Lord will bless us to see this most precious treasure. Find Jesus. We can do this if we want to. God wants us to. He's given us the grace to. But we won't find him in some of the places we're looking, I'm afraid. We won't find him in our works, nor in our righteousness. It won't be there. We won't find him in religion. We won't find him in public opinion favorably. We'll find Jesus in the darkest night, the song says. We'll find Jesus when the daylight breaks. We can find him. And we need to stay with him and bless him and ask him to help us every time to acknowledge him and his kingdom as the greatest treasure. How much does Jesus mean to you? Have you found him? Do you really want him? God is calling you to bless him for the greatest treasure that could ever be. Would you bow with me? Lord, we thank you so much for the treasure of your kingdom and how you've adopted us sinners like us. Lord, we never understand it. And you've given us the greatest treasure on earth. And yet, Lord, so many of us are just like that guy that sold the field. We think there's something else out there. And right along, right, right where we are in our loneliness and our hungering and we wondered why and we have pity parties and we blame the world and we blame the president and the politicians and we blame the Ukraine and Putin and all of that and Lord the whole deal is we haven't found you and you're right in the ship with us the whole time just like the disciples at sea said fear not O ye of little faith thank you God for the peace the joy the forgiveness the love the strength we have when we find you. God, we're so foolish. We are like sheep. No common sense seems like it all. We look for everything else, thinking that will suffice us. <laughs> but without you, God, we can do nothing. May the Lord bless you. Bless this time we've had together that you would have much honor and glory this Lord's Day, as we find Jesus anew and afresh. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.